Hello, everyone, and thank you for the download. It's Tuesday, October 5th, and this is episode 41 of the Marty Called Podcast. I'm Tim Grassy, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Skipper Ben. I stumbled over that. What's up, Ben? Oh, not much. Just sitting here in my Epcot Forever shirt that I bought from Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, full disclosure, take two on the intro here. And uh, uh, I stepped on Josh's joke the last time. So anyway, Josh, what's up? Salt Masaki, what's going on? I hate this show so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Ben. Well done. You know what? We're going to roll with it. So, uh, yeah, we didn't like Epcot forever. Uh, not all of us. One of us really liked it, and his, you know, his uh, opinions are being well, proven very you were right wrong then and wrong now. It's nope. just that the nope. current state of things is so bad that that seems You good. would give your left nut for Epcot forever to be back. Uh, if I were going to give my left nut, I would push for eliminations. But I'd like yeah. to keep both nuts <laughs> and just your... <laughs> hire Imagineers that aren't terrible at their jobs. Left nut is for Epcot Forever. Right nut is for eliminations. Well, Josh, you like... said you didn't want kids, so you can give up both of them. It'd be a, you'd be taking one for the team. I had my nuts disconnected, and it was a very strong decision. <laughs> the world doesn't need another Josh. Is that what's hanging on the back of your uh, your Prius? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's offensive for a lot of reasons. <laughs> A, I don't have nuts, and B, I don't have a Prius. That would be kind of a, a literal baller move, putting truck nuts on a Prius. I'd, I'd be amused. I, I, let's call it what it is. This show I, had a, I, I literally expect. had a Friends of Coal decal on the back of my Prius when I had it, and the looks that I got at traffic lights were hilarious. I should have put a camera on there to, to capture the confused looks of fellow drivers. Very confusing, very confusing. But uh, uh, you didn't call about uh, testicle or Prius or other fossil fuel humor. You called about Harmonious. And that is one of the many things that Disney debuted this week and the one that we all collectively have the strongest opinion on. So I want to look at it as to what Disney's original actual announcement of this was. So in November of 2018, uh, they made an announcement at the D23 Destination D event, and this was hinted at that there was going to be an Illuminations replacement. But uh, they said, the new show will celebrate how Disney music inspires people around the world and will feature massive floating set pieces. Well, check check plus there. Uh, custom-built LED panels, choreographed moving fountains, lights, pyrotechnics, and lasers. So uh, we all watched this on the live stream because, as we always say, the YouTube video is the best way to experience anything that Disney does. And we Especially are fireworks. Our, yes, we're formulating our opinions of that. I mean, I give people crap all the time for watching the 4th of July fireworks on TV. But at the same time, that's exactly what we're doing here. As long as you film them with your iPad, then it's fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> God, I hate people. Anyway, the uh, the gist of I this... I also hate people. That's how they should have... If you want to unite the world, just talk about all the reasons we should hate one another. That would be a strong unifying message. That's, I think, how people get together. They just hate the same things. Exactly. And Common enemy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, when I first heard the elevator pitch on this, and I got like, I don't know, I wouldn't even necessarily discuss what I just read as the elevator pitch, but when it was explained to me a little bit further about, you know, cultures uh, and the Disney music inspired by them. I thought, okay, that could work. And then after seeing it, I think my first words to Marie were, eh, and that didn't work. So uh, that's that's kind of my initial takeaway. And then 
as we often do on the show, I thought of the why. But let's uh, I'm going to hand it over to the two of you to kind of go with your initial opinions of it. And then we can kind of go into where it failed and if there's anything redeemable about it. So. Sure. It's the tallest one. I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I think that... Uh, you were closer to the fireworks. It's <laughs> true. There, there's a few problems with this show that I think are somewhat catastrophic in the end. The one is the 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 cost-benefit analysis, which is destroying the daytime lagoon view, is not a minor thing. Sure, um, of course not. And they somehow managed... And again, you're right. I'm going to double down on what you said. Seeing it in person is important, I think, to have really the ability to critique this fully. But I think we've got enough data to at least make a meaningful stab at it. And what I would say is this, they somehow managed to do the worst possible thing, which is they, they created set pieces, which look monstro- monstros- <laughs> monstros- really big at night. <laughs> they look, they look huge during the daytime, but well they done. look, but they're sort of dwarfed at night. So when they're supposed to have the impact, they don't. And that when they should be disappearing, issue, but yeah, uh, maybe. And again, I'm, you know, I'm open to the idea that this could be just because we haven't seen it in person. But uh, to me, that's a problem. When I listen to the music, what I hear is a, a poorly executed montage um, that is, you know, reminiscent of a hundred other things that they've done. So it, it really lacks in uniqueness, I think. Yeah, There's, that's, I there, think, a big complaint that we collectively have. No new content at all. So to the extent that anyone is moved by how, uh, you know, unifying this is or how it represents some, you know, strides by the company to, uh, you know, right some previous wrong, I, I think that's a poorly conceived notion because there's, there's nothing new here. So I, I don't know. I don't know what progress you could make. Simply Can I uh, by interject it. there? Of course. There was a new uh, anthem of Epcot that they played, I believe at the 2019 D23 Expo. And there was a little bit of that here, but I was expecting that to be featured substantially more prominently in this. Yeah. And it, and okay. it wasn't. Fair enough. You know, I, I, I mean, saw like, it. It wasn't even like, I think we got a three minute clip and I thought it was presented as a tease. Uh, at the D23 Expo, and I expected something like that, which was an instrumental piece of music, to be a unifying theme, and then interspersed amongst that was going to be native singers singing their native language, some classic Disney songs with some overarching narrative that tied it all together. And yeah, okay, so I want to jump off of a couple of things you said, because I agree. I, when when we think back to Illuminations, which is one of the things that we lost in order to make the show happen, that was really about sort of the global community. It, it's, it stressed the things that connect people who you might think are very different than you. Sure. Because that's, that's really what creates division between people, is not recognizing the shared aspects of our existence. And, you, and Illuminations worked, at least, to... Uh, present what was relatable between multiple cultures, which ostensibly would provide a bridge to create connections to people that you might think are so different than you that you couldn't relate to. So I, I think that was really important. And what I what I saw with Harmonious was kind of the exact opposite. It was, you know, it's it's cute on the surface to say we're going to sing all these songs in different languages, but for the the majority of guests who only speak one or maybe two languages. It really, they didn't really know what that is. It creates, it creates more division. It focuses on the differences rather than the similarities. And I think that if unity is the the overarching theme that you're trying to, to work with, that that's the wrong angle to go with. That's, that's just one person's opinion. Um, 
But but to me, the real problem with the show is just that as a spectacle, it failed to be spectacular. Yeah. And I've, you know, I'm not a particularly artistic person. I don't really care about Disney movies. I don't. The I don't work really... you have done for WW theme parks in the last 24 <laughs> hours is Thank you. of the <laughs> utmost artistic ability. I have technical ability with <laughs> with digital graphics. I don't have any real artistic. I could do a pixel perfect duplication of what an artist makes. That's about it. But no, getting back to something serious. Serious as a nighttime show at a theme park could be. <laughs> Lead designer on my lightning lane graphics on www.themeparks.com is not serious. <laughs> I think, to me, it felt like pandering. It seemed like a, a very superficial attempt to you know, show the world that this company cares, when in actuality, they don't. They're just a big company. And I'm not saying they're evil or anything, but I mean, you know, to me, people are just people. You know, the world is a lot more comfortable and friendly when you just talk to your neighbors instead of watching the news. And there's plenty that does unite the human experience, particularly, for example, in the face of a global pandemic. There's a lot of things that connect us. And this this show, in my opinion, didn't do anything to connect that. It just was a... Uh, it was just a weak montage of existing IP clips with bad renditions of songs that that most people know. And um, at the end of the day, it just if if you don't focus on the like the movie clips that they showed, there's really nothing there. There was no. It wasn't like a t- traditional pyro show that's impressive just for the sake of the you know aesthetics and the sound of it. It just none of that was there. So to me, it was just basically a failure in every category that you could think of for a nighttime show. I look at the uh, quote unquote, this is going to really piss people off, but I, uh, <laughs> well, we'll see how this goes. Um, Josh, for once, you're not going to be the one getting letters. I look at the skills yes. <laughs> of a, uh, of a DJ and think that an iPod shuffle can handle a lot of what they do. Hmm. And I know that there is a skill to, matching music styles and transitioning properly from music styles. And the one of the things that they sought to do in this was represent individual cultures with a music style that represented that culture while performing a song that people were familiar with. So a different version of that song. And to the point of those versions not blending well together, it fueled that disjointed component that were harping on and i don't know what the solution is but if i did know what the solution is i wouldn't be an accountant i'd be working for them and doing steve davison's job instead of him but we we appreciate disney because historically they have solved these problems that none of us could ever imagine being able to do but it seems now perhaps that the internet has given everybody an opinion uh we can now say that everything sucks but it seems now that more things do suck. And this yeah. is one of them. And I, I mean, let's trying to be a little bit more objective about it than just saying it sucks. You've got these massive show pieces, as Josh said, that are there 24 hours a day. Uh, now the biggest one of them, the most objectionable amongst them doesn't work. It had one day where it worked. They there was an interview last week, and I don't remember whether it was Attractions Magazine that did it or uh, another uh, similar site 
where the question was asked of one of the uh, producers of the show what they're doing about the daytime, and they said they're working on it. So I'll believe that when I see it. If they <laughs> find a solution, whether it's pulling them off, whether it's sinking them, or whether it's uh, doing something sinking other than <laughs> whether it's uh, whether it's doing something other than shooting the fountains that are existing on the platforms right now that do not do a job of cloaking them. Um, yeah, I have I, a feeling that's what they mean by working on it. They're going yeah, mean, to the, they're going to increase the psi on the fountains. I think uh, short of getting a, a power washer, uh, I think you can use the traditional Disney cloaking devices. Now that Ratatouille is open, they got a few of those uh, things on wheels. Maybe we can put some of those on a boat and uh, put those around the, uh, the floating the planters. Yes, exactly. Can we get some, you know, sixty foot trees to hu- to hide the uh, uh, to hide the giant Q ship that's out there? <laughs> but the, it, the show needed more pyro. The show needed a unifying thread. The attempt to represent different cultures all right it was it was there i can't deny that it was there i am i am not one of those cultures that has ever felt underrepresented so i can't fully speak to whether or not i felt represented or or that that a minority felt uh represented by the show but as somebody that was not intended to be represented I didn't think they did a good job of saying all right yes we hear everybody but at the same time, we're all one uh, one group of people. And I call attention to the uh, the Black Panther speech at the end of uh, the movie where it screams Epcot Center to me. And you had Angela Bassett uh, in a recording booth recording for Disney Enchantment. And she was uh, one of the leads in that movie. And I recognize that Chadwick Boseman isn't there to, to read this off, but there's parts of this, if not all of this, that would absolutely help thread a show with additional narration. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read it again because I like reading it. We will work to be an example of how we as brothers and sisters on this earth should treat each other. Now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges and the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were a single tribe. And I can look at that and I think uh, there's no secret that there's probably – not probably. There's definitely political implications with that, uh, talking about the previous administration. I'm not even going to get into that. But a – speech like that, a narrative like that, where things are stripped out from a politicized version, but the message of unity still remains, are exactly what should have been uh, presented as a common thread here. And yes, you can represent the different cultures around the world, but you still need something that brings us all together, because that's absolutely what Epcot was, and that's what the precursor to Illuminations was. Uh, The line was, you're gathered here tonight around the fire. And then it goes, uh, as people of all natures, uh, nations have gathered before us, and it continues on and basically says it brings us all together as one. And that's always been the message of Epcot. And this didn't come close to hitting that message. So if they're changing the message of Epcot and it's going to be your Disney-fied, homogenized clip show, all characters welcome, there's no there's nothing to celebrate from a different cultures standpoint, then all right, then you've changed, you've changed Epcot. It's magic Kingdom 2.0. Great. That's what you're doing, but live up to that, own that and do the full scale change and stop, you know, slowly peeling off the bandaid, just fucking do it. Yeah. That's, that's the problem is like, this is the perfect show for the new Epcot. Mm -hmm. Like it's exactly the direction they want to go, which is a ruined park. I mean, that's like, 
that's like saying it's the perfect fireworks show for the apocalypse. I mean, it's it's yeah. not really uh, it's damning with faint praise, if anything. I, you bring up a point, Ben, and I'm I'll, I'll I'm gonna let you finish. But uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I initially saw this as all right. This is a good follow up to Fantasmic, and that's what it should have been. I don't think that's correct anymore. I think this is befitting of what you said, what their perhaps new direction of Epcot is. And as fans of the old Epcot, that's part of the reason why we're objecting to it. Let's call it like it is. But if they're going to do the clip Uh, show, I still think they need to do a better job of it. I think it's worse than that, Tim. I I think the show is just bad. I'm not allowed to talk. If you put this (laughs) show in Evansville, Indiana, and I saw it, it would be decent. But it's not at the level. I mean, Disney set the bar for what a nighttime show is, and now they are delivering shows that are way below the bar that they set. I mean, it's it's a it's a compliment and an insult. They can do better. I know this because I've seen them do it. Yeah, and they're not doing it now. I liked a couple comments that I saw after the show that people are like, "If you wondered what happened to Happily Ever After, it's over at Epcot now," which is true. I mean, that's it's essentially what this is. They pushed it over there. I I think if this show had one, a lot more fireworks. Yeah, it needs more and boom booms. Two, yes, if, many it boom had, booms. if it had that narration that wove the story through it that that, w- that they were trying to get across the, 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 the cultural representation, how we're all connected, I, I don't know if this is too far off from being a decent show. Uh, the current state of it is no, it's, 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 not, it's not good. It doesn't do what... I think they intended it to do. I think it leaves uh, a lot of assumption to the viewer, like that you've got to assume they're do- they're doing what we're talking about right now. Disney does not do a good job of trying to explain that or or set that out from the get go. That this is what why you're seeing listening to these songs, why you're listening to these different languages, why these different people are being represented. There is no why. It's it's a it's an iTunes playlist uh, right yeah. now. It's a and- DJ with iPod Shuffle. Yeah, and the problem I have is with the current regime of people that are making these decisions for the Disney company, I can't give them the benefit of the doubt that they are doing the right thing. Yeah. They, 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 for years now, have just shoved characters, they've shoved IP, they've done stuff for capital game, gain over you know cultural influence and impact. And that's... What I think there, I, I honestly don't think they thought anything more than just doing, hey, how many shows can we put in here? We'll mix in a few languages and, and you know, all of a sudden that's our new, f- it, it just, it, it's not what, <clears throat> it's not the old Epcot. And I think at some point we all have to just bite that, you know, swallow that pill and, and bite down and understand that that old Epcot is completely gone and it ain't coming back. When they put Aladdin in their tribute show, we learned that. Yeah, that it's was gone. The final nail on the coffin. That that's dead. I think they I think they could get across what they wanted to do with just some some good narration through there that just kind of guides people along and, and explains why this connects to that and these people connect to these people and how we are one. Like it's it could it could work if, if they went they in had there a re- song that kind yeah. of exemplifies we we are one. We are one. Something like yeah, that. I yeah. Just, I don't know if. <laughs> I, I can't put my finger on the name. I, and before you before you hop into something I said, I'll just throw this out there real quick as well. The big centering in the middle uh, that just blows my mind how they have taken that lagoon where Illuminations, where Epcot Forever, where every show beforehand, you could you could watch that show from any point around that lagoon and have a fantastic viewing of the of, of the show. Now they ha- with that ring. 
you've got to be in a certain spot in a certain direction at a certain angle to actually see this show the way it's intended to be seen. Uh, if you're on the side of that ring, uh, if you're you know on the backside back there by the American Adventure where the theater blocks you know the the best viewing area from that side, you're not seeing the show that that the Imagineers intended you to see. You've got to be in that pinpoint spot between Canada, between Mexico. Uh, otherwise, you're getting 50% of the show. That just blows my mind that they didn't come up with a better way to incorporate all that viewing area around that lagoon and instead have just pigeonholed you into one certain section to see the show the way they intended you to see it. I would rather a show with, if you gave me 50% more pyro... 80% more lasers and replace the music with Nickelback, it would have been better for me. Pew pews, first off. <laughs> Canada's <laughs> represented. I want to uh, clarify. Um, I, I I knew that I wasn't far off with my We Are One joke, but at the same time, it's going to be a deep cut. Uh, before anybody Googles We Are One and comes mm. up with Lion King 2 as the uh, as a song, that was the name of the uh, failed attempt at a Rivers of Light follow-up. But uh, going to Rivers of Light, I really like the Rivers of Light music. I thought the show execution over there was pretty lousy as well. But they have that unifying concept, and the music was far from the problem over there. It was the execution of the visuals. But there's something, Ben, that you said about uh, just kind of comprehending the story of this. And don't get me wrong. There will be people that will see it, and they'll see the idea of it because they they read what the goal of it was supposed to be. But I think your average theme park guest doesn't view the blog, doesn't see what it is, and they view it as a Disney clip show. And that's my initial takeaway as well. But I also would make the case that Illuminations also suffered from a similar, I don't want to call it a problem, because in the case of Illuminations, even though people didn't necessarily comprehend the story being told with that fireworks show, uh, it had a singular piece of music that kept the first 10 to 12 minutes of the show together, and that in itself was unifying. So people didn't necessarily understand or need to understand the story being told because they, they had a singular piece of music that uh, brought you from scene to scene of that. Uh, but in, in the case of Harmonious, no such threat exists. It is a typical Disney fireworks clip show for the most part. It has a it has a twist to it. It has a variation in that you've got songs sung, different versions of those songs sung by uh, people that speak the native language, that sort of thing. But the end result to me is it comes off as a traditional Disney yeah. War, Disney fireworks clip show. We we've talked about it before, and we've we've all shared our feelings about like the the makeover of uh, Splash Mountain into Princess and the Frog, and I, I'm I can't wait. I think it's a fantastic idea. I I love uh, inclusiveness. I want everybody to to love being in the parks. I want everybody to have fun. I want everybody to feel represented. I want all of that. But like the one thing that we've said with the Princess and the Frog make a. Uh, 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 retheming over there is we we don't want them to do it on the cheap. We want them yeah. to give it the respect that that idea deserves and that that representation deserves and that scares me a bit with this is that they missed the mark with it in my yeah. opinion in my opinion they they did they went the easy route oh let's just put some songs in there in a different language and that'll that'll suffice it when they could have with a better story made that representation a lot more impactful uh to those people around because again right now i guarantee there's 50% of the audience have no idea why they're doing that right now in the current version of the show. They don't know why that language is being spoken like that. They they don't understand 
what the meaning of that show is. Uh, and because we've seen it on Twitter, because it is, it is a very, a lot of people have a lot of opinions about the show and it's, it's all over the board. So Ep- yeah. Epcot gave up on educating people a long time ago. Just put a good fucking fireworks show up there and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need my social education to come from a theme park. You, you can't, you're, you, you've got a science, a park that's supposed to be the prototypical community of tomorrow. They don't even teach about science anymore. What are you doing this for? It's not your job, Disney entertain. Uh, you you can take an up. elevator to space. Uh, that's, that's science. I, I do. I am excited about that. I want to go to space to get a steak. I think that would be really awesome. <laughs> My daughters did walk around looking at us uh, or watch some YouTube videos of people going to space 220. And as they're walking up the mission space, the first thing they said is, I don't see the elevators. Uh, it, it, you, you do have to, yeah, you got to suspend a lot of disbelief. When, oh, all of a sudden there's a elevator that goes 220 miles in the air. My 10 year old daughter's going, dad, there's no elevator. I don't believe it. <laughs> you just look at it and go, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know anything. You don't know about nano construction, dummy. <laughs> One of our complaints about character integration, and admittedly, this is a, a a different take on it, but the end result I think is the same. Uh, is it's preying on familiarity and proper execution of a nighttime show, of an attraction, of anything shouldn't uh, the familiarity shouldn't factor in, and you can. My my takeaway from this was if the goal was to represent different cultures and do that through music and images and the fireworks and the and the lasers and uh, sorry the pew pews they they did have that show it was called Illuminations and it ended on September thirtieth twenty nineteen but if they they're, they're allowed to change the show we're not the ones unilaterally making the decisions unfortunately. Uh, but if the goal was to use Disney song to do it, they absolutely needed a unifying thread to articulate that because the execution was just just that poor. But we can continue to harp on that, or we can talk about some of the other flaws in the show. Well, one, one thing that just I thought of real quick that we haven't talked about and I hadn't really seen mentioned, like I, I think a lot of people were disappointed with the animation on the barges. Okay. Like it, there just wasn't a lot there. It didn't show much. Like the Moana scenes, it was just some like tribal you know, graphics that were just kind of passing along it. Those yeah. are some really nice high definition boards. Yeah. And, you know, why not show video of those countries where that music is coming from? Yeah. Uh, why not, you know, they, they did original recordings with artists from those countries doing the songs in those languages. These are, uh, are uh, you know, why not show those artists on there? Show those faces. Show those. Show those cultures on those screens, as opposed to just they literally look like generic B-roll animated boards that they just throw stuff up randomly. Like I, I don't need to see Merida's face not animating inside that ring. Show me, show me the countrysides uh, yeah. of Scotland where that music comes from and it represents. Like, yeah, I don't you know, can that, use like, the music, but have the visuals be. And that, that's another thing that I expected. You're absolutely right. Where I expected, all right, we're going to use Disney music, but we or we're going to use like music from movies, but perhaps have it yeah. represented with real life people. Like, like they tried to do that with Illuminations, and we've all complained about how terrible that globe was. But if you looked real closely, that's exactly what was being shown on that globe was right. video of the different countries, and now you've got these massive high definition digital screens, and you is just the only one that really did that. China, I think they did something. There was Afri- like I, I remember uh, 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 like a, a lion running across the savanna from Africa. There, there's a horseback riding that was done on there from a different like there was a lot okay. of different 
Uh, but the video screens were terrible that you couldn't I'm, I'm actually see it. I'm talking about oh, Inharmonious. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm back in Illumination. So yeah. uh, I've got to look at it again. There, there was so many... It, whatever was there was not impactful enough for us to remember it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the easy thing to say right now is like, we don't, it was just generic fluff that was thrown on there that really they could have used those massive eyesores uh, yeah, <laughs> in, yeah, they, in a better they, way. They could have used the visual intrusions to better uh, give some visual advantages to the show. Um, the other big thing here, and this it cannot go understated or unstated, whatever it is, the show needs more pyro. There's oh, yes. so much there's, more there's, pyro. There's no way around that. I mean, you guys remember, have you ever seen Illuminations with the Peace on Earth tag? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's ridiculous. Or yeah. It was ridiculous. I mean, the ground shook at the poly. It was insane. And I, I think there very likely are some supply issues, but... Disney has a convenient way of making supply issues and cuts become permanent. And if this show and if it gets anything remotely positive on their surveys, they're not going to go out and just willingly add $10,000 more pyro to the show. It's just not going to happen. They put, you know, restaurants on top of hotels for the purpose that you'd have great viewing of the fireworks show over here. And like, there's no reason to go up there and watch this show from, you know, spend massive money on a dinner to go up there and watch. You can't see it. This lackluster. Yeah, I, I'll light a snake and a sparkler for $200 yeah. a plate if <laughs> like you want to go over to my house. I totally get going to California. <laughs> I got a laser pointer. <laughs> I've done California Grill many times for the purpose of seeing the fireworks. It's worth every penny. It's awesome from up there. I can't see the reason for doing this for, for this show and like – Every new tower hotel in that area, they're they're building restaurants up there for the yeah. for the sole purpose of go up there and watch the fireworks. And this ain't it. So uh, going back to the narration that we've that we've asked for, there are segments in the show, and I mean you can retool the entire show. I think I don't know that any of us would object to that either. But if you're looking for some quick hit segments that I don't think belong in the show that they intended, or really any show, there's a Beauty and the Beast segment. And I don't understand at all what it's doing in there. Uh, it's just like a clip of them dancing, and I don't, I don't even know if there was Beauty and the Beast music. Uh, I believe it was. I think like they a, just they, they had a folder with some stuff in yeah. it, and that's what they used. Like I don't think there was any thought at all. No, there wasn't. I mean, there's literally better French music in Ratatouille. Oh, the Beast, where they, I know they were trying to be inclusive to ugly people. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but beyond that. Um, <laughs> The like if and uh, I, we said this as we were talking beforehand because we admittedly vented about this beforehand because we haven't. Uh, it's different venting uh, in person or uh, over over a call like this than via text message. But if for whatever reason the show had to have like a fixed time, there are things that could be cut and uh, you could put a narration in there. The Beauty and the Beast section just doesn't belong in here. Uh, there's a lot that also doesn't belong. But if you're trying to uh, satisfy the different languages component, uh, representation component. There was nothing about that Beauty and the Beast segment that satisfied either of those components. They so, should replace it with a 45 second long segment from their latest earnings call. That'd be good. And that's, more, I think, what it our, would be more genuine. That was our precursor to Disney Enchantment, I Genuine. Believe, when, we had, when we had the Bobs talking for 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, one Bob talked a lot better than the other Bob. 
I, yeah. one, one's a little more polished. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're both turrets, but one's polished at least. <laughs> Man, I, I just, I just didn't like it. It, it missed on a lot of ways for me, and I'll absolutely see it in person. I Chapek is the Gilbert Gottfried of CEOs. Let's just say it. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried can disaster. make you laugh, though. Bob, that's Bob true. Chapek doesn't make you laugh. No, no, he is an unfun person. Holy crap! Uh, but anyway. <laughs> I will absolutely see it in person. I hope my takeaways are different. I hope there's something that I see in there in person that uh, uh, convinces me that my original take was wrong. But I just don't think it is. And I, I will absolutely admit that I was predisposed to dislike the show. My, Fair enough. Me my, too. My fandom of Illuminations is apparent. I have made no secret of that. And I view its removal as the absolute uh, final nail in the coffin to Epcot. Yep. So, like, I am absolutely predisposed to dislike this show. And I, uh, Josh, you say it all the time on here that you want to be proven wrong. And I don't think they took that advantage. They just, they just <laughs> didn't do it. So, no, I just think they're capable of more. And, uh, you know, I, it's hard to go backwards. We boo it, you because we want to cheer you. That's what it comes down to. You know, if you look at it, it, there's, I think that we, expect things to get better over time. If you look at a company, a technology company, you know, Apple's not going to release the iPhone 14 next year and have it be 50% slower than the current iPhone. And if you go back, (laughs) if if you go back to 1955 or 1971 and you look at attractions like the snow white, you know, these were very primitive rides Mm -hmm. and I've commented before that they had a certain charm to them and they, they were, they managed to enamor people despite the lack of uh, technological sophistication. I mean, they were really simple things, but they, they struck at the chord of something that mattered to people. And I almost think that the advance, the, the advance of technology has hurt Disney because they've gotten so wrapped up in various tools that they've lost track of their, what used to be their core competency, which was actually telling a story that resonated with people. And I think, Illuminations resonated with people. And I think Harmonious, well, I will just speak to what I'm qualified to speak to. It didn't resonate with me. And if there's other people there that think differently, then that's great. And if most of the people disagree with me, then Disney made the right decision. But based on the feedback that I've seen, um, it doesn't seem to me as though most people are responding to the show the way I think they probably expected. A lot of people that traditionally defend Disney people that traditionally get those media invites were bashing this show. And that says that, something that in itself is a problem. And, and I they think no longer get media invites. That, yeah, that, that's, exactly. that's the thing you, uh, you craft the story that you want to tell, but at the same time, I mean, we bashed rivers of light for totally different reasons. I think it was just that it was a, a lot of valleys with no peak. This is a, a different kind of bad, a lot of valleys with no peak. I like that. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what it was. But at the same time, I just praised the music of Rivers of Light 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to harp on Harmonious any, any more than we, we should talk about the one thing that really worked. Uh, well, there's one more thing that was not good. The spooky girl at the very end that wishes you good night gives me chills. Yeah, that was really cringeworthy. <laughs> and there were people that also By didn't fu- know that the show was over. And I legit was in the same boat. Like, No, that was by far the worst ending of any nighttime show ever. No finale. A very, really, really weird. I don't know who signed off on that, but holy crap. Good night. 
Good night. Yeah. Goodbye. Don't let the <laughs> turns all hit you on the way out. Little Leota saying, you know, <laughs> uh, but, the, money. but right after she says that, the beacons of light fire up, and those were awesome. That was pretty damn cool. Yeah. And I, I thought that was going to look stupid. Uh, yep, I will be fully, uh, f- fully admit that I thought that was going to look really stupid. And uh, I can't wait to see that in person because yep, so it, it looks I'm so, great. I'm so glad we could be positive about something. I also thought it was going to be bad. I don't think they look great in the daytime, but they don't look terrible. It's like the impact on Spaceship Earth. It's not Earth the same as World Showcase Lagoon, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> definitely minor compared to that. Your, and your white LED lights on the Alucabon silver panels the blends in is, a lot better than Stargate SG-1 in the middle of World Showcase. Yeah. Those lights look exactly like those puck lights like they sell on the infomercial. Yep. Which I, think is, <laughs> yeah. I think that really, really sort of everyone who's ever been awake at 3 a.m. with the TV on probably had a sort of bad idea about what this thing was going to look like. And then there was a lot of video from when they were testing it, and it was like an RGB mode. So it was just like yeah. pure green, pure blue, pure red, and it looked very garish and not very good. Um, but I think what they actually did with it is, again, I want to see it in person, but to me, it's what, if you were going to build Spaceship Earth in 2021, that's the lighting package you would put on it. And yeah. I, I think that they did a great job it already um, had a great lighting package. Let's, it let's it really did. That. And this is different. This is a really transformative sort of thing, but they can really do basically shows on that. I was going to uh, say, sphere yeah, now. depending on what they do with that open space, uh, you know, between Spaceship Earth and World Showcase, uh, that's currently under a cloud when you go up the elevator at Space 220. <laughs> it, it, this reminds me a lot of when I went to Paris and we went shortly after they added a light package to the Eiffel Tower. And there's a big green space uh, behind the Eiffel Tower that's just a park that people just sit out there, blankets, drink some wine, do whatever. And, you know, we had so many things we wanted to do around the city, but it got to the point where every night all I wanted to do was go sit on the grass and look up at the Eiffel Tower and the lights. And I could see this being that same type of thing that if they, if they keep this up, if they add to it, if they add, you know, make it, make a show kind of around it where this becomes an attraction in of itself is just sitting there and watching the lights. on I think it looks awesome. And I hope they give you some space to where you can just chill out and relax and, you know, look at it for half an hour and see the the different uh, effects that they put on it. One of my favorite photos that I've ever taken is, of Mickey's Fun Wheel. Uh, I was waiting for World of Color and was able to do a longer exposure of it, but they have an LED uh, package on that. And I I joked when I first saw the, as Josh said, the RGB test of the Beacons of Light on Space Earth. It looked like a gaming mouse. It's exactly what it looked like. It's exactly <laughs> what I said. It looks like my my uh, uh, keyboard. And well, you Josh admitted you have one. That's yeah. different than what I said. <laughs> my, my, well, well, Josh, you helped me pick out the computer, so you're partially to blame. Um, okay, fair but enough. I mean, it, <laughs> so whenever I see, and I, I, this is me offending people again, whenever I see people vaping, I kind of make up names for whatever the vape flavor is, and the one that I go to all the time is unicorn farts, and that's what it looks like. That's actually like, a delicious flavor. <laughs> where like I'm, I've got a gaming headset on right now and it is lit up. It's rainbow colored and uh, it really is obnoxious. But at the same time, when you do something like that, you have the abilities of the full color spectrum on these LED lights. Uh, you can do some pretty cool things. And what we saw 
post Harmonious on Spaceship Earth was pretty darn cool. And Don't you I'm think in a way though it made Harmonious seem worse? Because like like it didn't when, help. <laughs> when you turn away from Harmonious and you see Spaceship Earth there now in this new regalia, it, to me it was just I don't know. It, it's just like having a. It, it's it's really hard for me as someone who experienced Epcot at its greatest to mm-hmm. look at what's there and not just be sad. Yeah, you know, and maybe maybe that means that I'm not capable of experiencing that park as a new person, and maybe I'm just not who they're targeting. I don't know, but I, it just seems like, and I've said this so many times, I, I feel guilty for being repetitious, but. When I, I mean, I study business basically for a living, and what I see is most companies spending billions of dollars or or whatever money they can to try and differentiate themselves from their competitors. And Disney was a company that, with Epcot in particular, they had something that was really unique. There was nobody else that had a similar park, and instead of trying to lean into that and use that uniqueness to their advantage, they've just continually turned it into every other Disney park. It's it, and the it, thing is, it's not a good version of that. It's not a replacement for the magic kingdom, but they've ruined what Epcot had by bringing so much of the, you know, the films and the IP there. I don't know what they have now. They have a, you know, they, they did away with the most unique theme park in the world and have built a poor imitation of the magic kingdom. And yeah, I just don't know what the strategy is. It's very odd to me. It's it's moving away from it, and it's something that is that's frustrating as a fan of classic Epcot. But I've yep. said it to several people on the show and off the show. Oh, there's only two people on the show, but I've I've said it. <laughs> well, there was a third. There, there was a third. We, we we kicked him off. He quit. But the uh, <laughs> the I, I'm pleased with the direction of three of the four parks in Florida. Uh, I think there there's a possibility that Epcot's direction improves, but this is not a good first step. And uh, I, I personally, I want to move on. I want to talk about some of the other stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, let, let's let's save Disney Enchantment. Uh, I think Disney, I think Disney Kite Tales is must see viewing, and not for the reasons that they want to see. But I, I really <laughs> want to, I really want to see the show. Would you in say that they have sort of borrowed from the NASCAR uh, business oh, model? That's exactly where I went. <laughs> I want to see this kite's going to so, hit. A- have you guys heard the the talk today no. on October fourth? Evidently, Baloo and King Louie both might have hit a tree and ripped themselves wide open. <laughs> I'm disappointed that I'm not going to see this because this show doesn't last to the end of the month. I just no, don't no, no, this is this is this is dead on the vine. You know, you got to love that. You, you think about Tiki Room and the sort of the provenance of animatronics and this idea to eliminate uncertainty from shows and they're like yeah. let's do kites like, just, <laughs> well, just I, perhaps I, another example of not learning from your consistent. heritage I, yeah, I like exactly. how you know, D- Disney will put teaser videos out as they're developing something and you're like oh yep. that might have a shot okay even even Harmonious might put out a video or two and go okay okay maybe 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 the, f- the first time they put out that first teaser of what these kites look like in the air I mean automatically I was like oh no no. Oh no, this is no, this is not good. Well, and, first off, Zazu looks like something went horribly wrong with his face. <laughs> like, <but>. like, <laughs> yeah, this 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 from the get-go. What I, apologies to any hornbills that are listening. This reminds I, you, do you ever see like a water skiing show at like a regional <laughs> theme park? Like, it's yeah. kind of like that. Like you know there's gonna be chaos and there's probably gonna be someone who hits a dock and they're gonna have to, you know, scrub the thing. Like what do you think the actual uptime of the show would be? I bet the show can't run fifty percent of its scheduled number of performances would be my guess, based on what I've seen. 
I, I just want to see it, and it's it's not going to last. <laughs> I'm going to be see. there. I need to get gonna, out there quick. I'm going to be there after Thanksgiving. I would be very surprised if the show is still running. Yeah, I don't I think just, it's gonna. I think I don't think it's gonna last. What they just you, need here's to f- what they'll do. They're taking it seasonal. That's the yeah. great transition yeah. out. And the season is, uh, you know, the the lunar winter. <laughs> it's never go, never to be seen again. It's gonna be replaced by uh, uh, Finding Nemo the musical. Actually, they just need to <laughs> fill in that lagoon. That lagoon is there's there's. I think if they fill it in and maybe even dug a little deeper, they'll find bodies were buried underneath it. <laughs> that loot it's just cursed. Like nothing. Nothing works in that spot. I, it's it's hilarious how terrible, and uh, even to the point where I loved it. How you know, right you off the see bat, this show. yeah, pe- people like Disney rarely responds to you know posts, people commenting on social media and stuff. And like those first initial shows where the the characters were crashing into that section of the stands, and it looks terrible the way it's done. It looks violent. It looks like yeah. something goes wrong. And Disney had to come out and be like, nope, that's exactly how, that's the landing spot. Yeah. It, it, everything's happening now, how we completely intended it to happen. They, they and intended now it actually. wrong. <laughs> I, I think that is correct, but it yeah, it doesn't is. make it any less funny. No, <laughs> to the point now that there is talk that if this show does continue, they're, they're, they're looking at finding ways to find a better spot for them to land because yeah. it, it good, looks good jo- so bad. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> If that 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 is not a defense, I'm sorry, no. but if <laughs> we wanted no, them to crash, the uh, people use their white. The White Star Lines would like to let everyone know that the intention was for the Titanic to hit the bottom of the ocean and not hit New York. That's yes, everything is perfect. Push. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Like I'm I, sorry, I, that is that is embarrassing for I. I I hope that the person this is who my had new to write favorite that show. PR I statement. love it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because we we ask for shows it to is be great. different each time. And this <laughs> satisfies that. I what don't would know you feel why. about random explosives placed in the bleachers for this show? I think that would Just, make it that much more exciting. Let's kick it up. Everyone, every show, at least one person dies. We're going to, oh, we're going to, people need to have, you need to have stakes or people won't care. When I, when I go see this show, everybody that I go see it with is taking cash on hand because we're taking odds on what's going to happen and, and there's going to be gambling and betting going oh, yeah, on. Absolutely. Because I love it. But I, there was some like, mythical recording of a show that we did at one point where Josh, I believe said that the person who designed harmonia should be fired. This is where that right here, like raise your hand. If you came up with this idea, cause you're gone, you're never getting another idea. You're done. Yeah. I think this was, this was absolutely like put together at the last minute. I mean, when we say last minute, it still takes six months for Disney yeah. to do things. I think the only truly last minute thing that Disney has ever done was like festival of the lion King, where they put that together in like a month ahead of animal kingdom opening. This, this might've had a similar short run where like, what do we have in house? We probably have some nylon, uh, <laughs> and we have, uh, we have some jet skis. So let's they make a the show jet skis from Epcot. <laughs> it's like, it's like mom said, you know, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't put out something nice, don't put on a show at all. Like you didn't, you didn't have to do this. <laughs> yeah. Over at uh, Epcot forever. One of the things I think that tennis, people they did call like, this an unforced error. <laughs> one of the things people did like in Epcot forever was the kite segment, which they naturally cut. <laughs> that was an excellent deadpan delivery tip. Thank you. And, Oh, you like this, huh? It'd be a shame if anything happened to it. <laughs> so when they cut it, though, like they they had the kites that lit up, and I think Josh, when when we were talking about that after the fact, like, all right, that segment is a unique take on a valley in a show. 
and yeah. it, it it worked. But they also crashed those kites into the water, and it, it was dark it, it and was, you couldn't see it. Yeah, that definitely so happened. This is in full view, and kids see their favorite cartoon characters face planning in a in a bleacher section. Yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be taunting to them. It's a little bit like a bell rape scene. You don't really. It's not oh, really. Consist- it's not really on brand. <laughs> And and these things do hit the water too, and they look like they're drowning in the water. Like they're just, and and sometimes <laughs> the, 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 the sometimes the bleachers though that was just like, great. Sometimes the jet skis flip over and and the, sometimes the, the I drivers mean, like, are drowning. A measurable percentage of the performances that has happened. So, like literally in the first week, yeah. everything that can go wrong in that show has gone wrong. Like yeah. <laughs> well, that that might be viewed by them as a challenge. <laughs> I just I imagine that we open the all three of us open our little apps tomorrow morning and we see the you know a jet ski exploded in a terrible kite tail well, accident. And, and the you made the comment you can say you, about it is nobody died. I yeah, mean, it's, <laughs> it's gonna happen though. Uh, oh gosh, don't say that. Sixty well, percent of it was burned, but that means forty percent of it wasn't. We're gonna have a kite fish documentary. Uh, <laughs> this is my favorite show. Uh, we renamed the, uh, the kite Tilicum. <laughs> Oh, well, even even you said from the even if everything worked a hundred percent like it's supposed to work, you made the comment about Zazu looking terrible. Like it just doesn't look good. Period. Like if this actually worked, it would be a terrible show. Like it's better yeah, if bad. It, worked, it would suck. <laughs> yeah. Like we should lean into the fact yeah. that it's that it keeps on getting effed up. I well, mean, just own the, that, there, and then you got a great show. There, there is now narration. I light there's, the whole lagoon on fire. Let's just. Let's, Let's saw, take this to the logical conclusion. I, I saw the video of Baloo in the water, and they have to stop the show when the kites go in the water. So there is actually narration for each individual kite that plays over the PA system when they have to stop the show. And it was like, uh, it looks like Baloo wanted to take a swim. You know, like, well, we'll be back with kite tails in just a few minutes when we can get Baloo out of the water. <laughs> so they've got one for King Louie. They've got one for Simba. They've got one for... <laughs> well, Baloo makes sense in the water. There's there's a sequence in the movie where he's, like, doing the Louie backstroke just massacred a family from Missouri. <laughs> we'll be back in three minutes. <laughs> I mean, Some lucky like, fan just got a cool souvenir. <laughs> you know what they would be better is if they just let a live bear loose. Like, <laughs> Oh, I support this. <laughs> Might as well just do that. Oh my god, I love it. I I really we'll hope call the show still grin there. and bear it. I hope that it is equally as catastrophic, and they just run it and <laughs> they run it for a decade. If <laughs> it, if you know, like uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, how the audience participation—they've taken it to a whole other level. Where like the, as cheesy and corny as that show is, they they play into it as the fan base. Sure, we need yeah, to do that. It. We need to do that as fans as well. We need to be there. There needs to be a whole uh, a, a pattern of chants or cheers or just being overly dramatic when things actually happen right or when they go. You know, we, what the, if I the, made the, a Kite Tales Forever shirt and put it yes. on the right public store? Should I do that? But it's yeah, just like not? an explosion. <laughs> oh, so oh, great. the humanity! This is my new favorite show. We I should get the Hindenburg announcer to do the Kite Tales. I know I'm a fanboy for the Animal Kingdom, but this is fantastic. Oh, the <laughs> humanity. King Louie is in the stands. Oh, the humanity. We'll be back in a few minutes with more kite tales. <laughs> more Hindenburg right after this. <laughs> the one silver lining that I potentially have is after the Macy's Day Parade, they can get some of those floats and dive bomb those into the, cr- into the crowd as well. Oh, man. 
I love That's it. what they should do. They shouldn't fill it in. They should just, whenever a kite goes in, just leave it there. And when, yeah. the, when the thing is finally filled in with crashed kites, then, then it's done. How about the show we put has run par- its course. How about we put parachutes on the back of live animals and make them fly in the sky? That's, there you go. that's even better. No, I love animals. I don't, I don't want Disney <laughs> screwed with animals. I feel like one of the activists uh, pre-AK. Oh, no, my God. I don't trust Disney with animals at this point. Well, they're not setting the animals in the air. They're not crashing actual animals into the stands. <laughs> I'm bet. fine with that. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Disney Enchantment, um, which uh, I think as we go away from Harmonious and then the amusing disaster that is Kite Tales, this is a this is a nice palate cleanser. Again, we watched it on a YouTube video, and that video admittedly had both audio and video issues. But I think Nailed it. <laughs> I, th- I think this was a solid show. I think this is pretty much what I expected it to be. I'm pleased with the show. I also think Happily Ever After is going to return too. I think this is a uh, probably a, an 18 month run for this. But uh, this seemed to me very similar to what they did over in Disneyland, where they did the projections up and down Main Street. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. At this point, when you're, I don't, I don't think, I don't think happily ever after comes back because of that. I think they invested too much in the projections on Main Street Maybe. or whatever. I that, mean, you might be right. You might be right. This either stays or we get something new after it. But I don't think because I don't think they're going to go back and retcon. You using a word that you used earlier. Yeah. Uh, happily ever after to re- redesign stuff to add to Main Street. I think sure. it'll just either be this be right. or something new after. But I think that like. With this one, I, I don't think people – there's just some people, don't get me wrong, they probably hated it. But I think if you look at it – Well, there's you're definitely see people, people that hated it. You're going to see people that for the most part – like this is pretty much what we expected it to be. And there's probably people that like Happily Ever After Ever, probably people that like Wishes Ever. But I kind of look at all those shows as a coin flip. They're They're solid shows. They're what we expect from a castle show. And this – fits in line with the added component of the projections on main street, which I do like. I was kind of live tweeting the show, uh, while watching it it for the first time. time. Yeah. And, and so I, uh, I put my thoughts out there and I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. And I guess I was, I was assuming I was going to see a lot of responses just like that. And I did not see that. I saw a lot of negativity, which just shows you that everybody hates everything on Twitter, especially, uh, nobody likes anything, but, well, it's that's so when I started doing Kingdom Cast, you know, being willing to criticize Disney was actually unique. Yeah. And yeah. it seems now that that is the go to. Like, that's where you start because there's so much, there's just so many people that are, you know, sucking the teat of that company with everything that they do that there's no, it's just a saturated market. So the only way you have any hope yeah. is to be, you know, absurdly critical. I wish I could remember who did this because I would love to give them credit. Um, it was not you. It was Mitch Hedberg. It was Mitch Hedberg. Mitch, yeah, somehow. Um, they kept receipts though on happily ever after. And I loved it because they, they called out, they didn't call out anybody specifically, uh, but they did repost a lot of tweets from when happily ever after debuted and the people bashing it because it wasn't wishes. And I feel, (laughs) 
I feel that's I feel that's what we live in right now is a lot of people are bashing this because it's not happily ever after. But in see half an hour ago when we talked about harmonious and eliminations. But I think like in in four years when they debut the next thing, that's exactly what's going to happen. This isn't this is an enchantment. This is this is so. Uh, I do think Happily Ever After, one thing I think played off of a great, I loved Happily Ever After, but I also think it had a fantastic ending song. The the, the finale yeah. to that show was fantastic. Yeah, I and people, I, I mean, that song has become people's wedding song. That song, people love that song. And, and oh, you got to use show, Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News from Back to the Future. Yeah, that's what you got to do. <laughs> but this oh, show doesn't have. too damn loud. <laughs> this show doesn't have that song. Fireworks are too damn loud. It's true. Uh, I liked the new song uh, right off the bat. I thought it was really good. Um, and I think it'll take time for people to get used to that and get used to it. And they're going to end up enjoying it the same way they enjoyed uh, Happily Ever After. I, I think I think a lot of this right off the bat is, again, people just trying to be negative for the sake of being negative because that's cool. That's what gets engagement on social media. Uh, saying you like something, nobody cares about that. But it's saying you hate something, people people interact with that all you know like crazy. But uh, I do. I, I wish I could give credit to the person that went back and found all the receipts for people bashing Happily Ever After when it debuted because it wasn't Wishes, because that's exactly what's going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that uh, a little bit of self-promotion here. Uh, and we haven't done the uh, After the Dish uh, segment of the show, but this is a segment <laughs> that they do. Uh, ben and I had a lot of fun on social media this night, especially <laughs> leading up to it. And there's some pretty darn funny things. Um, I'm going to toot my own horn here. Uh, so I got a little bit of a thing. I said, breaking news, Christina Aguilera has just filed a lawsuit against Disney for failure to pay uh, pay her for that performance. <laughs> the one that actually got more response was, I'd like to welcome Bob Chapek to the Magic Kingdom for the first time. <laughs> That's funny. Ben posted a, a video of Chapek and said, Disney now has audio animatronics that can clap. Uh, <laughs> uh, then there's some of our, some of our engagement uh, in our private text message. Ben texting us, uh, Christina Aguilera performs every night. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's actually probably true. Yeah. Bob Chapek, a nondescript CEO from Indiana or whatever. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I think those are some of the better ones. By the way, we're I, not real proud of him. <laughs> if Disney's Enchanted I, I, doesn't feature that Applebee's song, then what are we doing here? Yeah, I wanted that. I wanted the Applebee's song. <laughs> yeah. But all, uh, all seriousness, that was kind of leading up to the show. I think. I mean, my takeaway was I enjoyed the show. I it was. I, I liked it a lot. It was what I expected it to be, and it satisfied that. And that's just because something doesn't necessarily exceed those expectations. We, uh, Josh, you said it, you know, 10 minutes ago that we have certain expectations for what a Disney nighttime show should be. And this satisfied those. Yeah. So, I mean, they had pyro. I mean, look, fireworks are like what? A thousand years old, 1200 years old. I don't remember when they first came out. They're not new, (laughs) you know, and they're, they've, they are literally timeless. Like from the beginning of recorded history, there's more Disney. Because they're they're impressive, they're beautiful and they're loud. They exude power and brightness, and they're they're awesome. And when you they they just work, uh, you know. When you have a show that has them at night, it's going to be successful. When you take a show that used to have them and you don't put them in, it's going to be a failure. Uh, a, a, a hose squirting uh, fiasco is not a replacement for a pyro show. Has anybody looked over at Test Track? I got to go back to Harmonious for a second. Uh, you know, right before you go outside, they had those uh, circular rings that yeah. kind of like yeah. uh, replicate. Did they take one of those out and put it in Harmonious as one of the barges? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, anything else on Enchantment? I'm enchanted. 
Ratatouille opened up with boarding groups as we knew it would. Uh, and they've been all over the place. It's been kind of interesting where it actually did have a bad day uh, performance wise from and had some downtime. But the afternoon ones, there's been a couple of days where they've been gone in under a minute and another few days where they've been available for like three hours. So it really is all over the place. And I still maintain that those boarding groups are probably going to go away when Genie Plus launches. I think that's about the time frame that they do it. The the ride is no secret there. Uh, What's been interesting, and I don't know if you guys have seen this. We've said on the show that, by all accounts, the Beauty and the Beast ride in uh, Tokyo appears to be the better attraction, Mm -hmm. but Ratatouille appears to be the better fit in Epcot. I'm hearing uh, more and more people that have actually experienced the Beauty and the Beast ride in person say that they actually think that Ratatouille is a better ride. Um, So if that's the case, I'll perhaps defer to people that have experienced it in person. Uh, But I do think that this is a befitting ride of Epcot. I'm Um, I'm looking forward to experiencing it. I'm very excited to ride it. And I mean, I've been on runaway railway and it's, it's very similar to that in, in scope and, you know, everything about it. Uh, They're very, they're sister attractions and I really like runaway railway. And, um, I, I think this ride looks fun. Uh, we know what's coming. It's, it's not, it's not breaking any new ground. It's been around forever, but you know, I've never been on it in Paris, so it'll be new to me. Uh, but I think the thing I like about it the most is the theming in and around that area. I think I want to walk in that area. I want to, I want to see that water fountain. I want to see the wallpaper inside. I, I, somebody pointed out on TikTok today. I hadn't, you're going to lick it. The schnozberries taste like (laughs) schnozberries. They are. Uh, when you exit the ride, you're still the size of a rat. And as you're walking through the hallways, leaving the exit, everything, everything starts real large. So like the tiles on the floor are like eight feet by eight feet. Mm -hmm. And then they gradually get smaller and smaller and smaller to make it seem like you're going from the size of a rat up to the size of a human. And and I think it's really cool. That's just, that's a small detail that they totally didn't have to do, but it looks awesome. And they haven't done any other. No. Yeah. So 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 this is the first time that they shrunk you down. Yeah. I, I think that ride has two massive things going for it. One is what Ben just said, that it fits, which is the thing that Epcot's really struggled with, is that nothing they've put in there fits. But also, it's an addition. Yeah. And, you know, Walt, even people who don't really know much about Disney, who just know a little bit about Disney World, probably know the whole blessing of size quote. That's very prolific in society, right? But this is... <laughs> this has not done a good job of, of acting on that. They no. they keep replacing things that people have these strong uh, you know attraction to, um, and putting in Build things that don't lagoon, necessarily put harmonious fit. in that. And you can keep <laughs> illuminations. Well, I, all right, so that's a t- difficult example. I'll grant you, but I no, mean, that's the, what they should do. The fact is, Disney could get away with so much more if they would add things rather than replace things. Oh yeah, no, that's and, right. and it's just it's just such an easy thing to do. It's not like they're not spending a lot of money. You, you know, it's 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 real I think lazy and easy to say well the company's just cheap. But they're they're not really it's not like they're not spending a ton of money. It's just They didn't cheap out they, on Harmonious. It just isn't good. No. I not at all. I mean, you the can't cheapest call thing them cheaping them out on it, but No, I mean the cheapest thing they could have done is nothing. The second cheapest yeah. thing they could have done was leave Epcot forever. The third cheapest thing they could have done was not build all of those ridiculous barges that ruin the sight lines. It's like it's like 
imagine the dumbest person that you know winning the lottery. That's what Disney's doing. They're blowing a lot of money in very stupid ways. <laughs> Wait, I'm the dumbest person you know. Maybe I won. It's a big Powerball. If I win it's, the lottery tonight, I'm going to be offended, but I'll have $670 million, so fuck you. That's a lot is, of money. Is Bergen a millionaire now? <laughs> Sorry, Derek. You know, Sorry, Derek. <laughs> That's not nice. I'm not saying that. With, uh, with Ratatouille... Uh, this is this is me now getting sentimental because I am uh, I'm going with my family uh, after Thanksgiving. This will be my daughter's first trip, and this is a ride that I haven't experienced. My wife hasn't experienced, and my daughter hasn't experienced. So, it already I'm perhaps I'm inflating it because of that. It will be the first thing that the three of us will experience together. Um, Not Tower so, of Terror. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, to me, this, yeah, Tower of Terror is next. Um, <laughs> yeah, gotta start. You gotta start them on that first because everything's easy after that. Scare the shit out of him right off the bat. <laughs> Take him to that kite show. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Baloo? Um, Emma's tangled in Zazu again. This is where you need to be scared, Emma. There's a good chance you're going to die today. I definitely uh, had a, a co-worker bring his son on Tower of Terror as the first ride and just ruined him for the rest of the trip. He's on It's a Small World. The floor's not going to drop, is it, Dad? <laughs> No, not exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I've told y'all this story before. I won't get into it all here, but the the when I was working at Muppets and handing out the glasses, uh, the 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 families that would take their kids either Honey I Shrunk the Audience or Tough to Be a Bug first, and then oh, yeah. come to Muppets and just I would extend the glasses out to them and the tears would start shooting down their face, and I'd be like, Oh, which one did y'all go see before you saw this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. Some of that stuff that we see. Um, but what's what's kind of funny is I wanted to see how tall my daughter is. So you do the thing, you put her up against the door frame, and now she knows that we got to check your height. And she goes right to the door frame, and we on uh, her toes. Oh yes. Yeah, so what, <laughs> what was it? You put uh, hot dog buns in her shoes, and you yep, get them a little bit like taller. <laughs> so uh, I don't think uh, she's not going to crack thirty five inches before we go, which I believe is uh, like the first like barnstormer threshold. So. 32, though, you can get on the first few things with high requirements, which are, I think, the uh, uh, Tomorrowland Speedway with uh, somebody else and uh, Alien Swirling Saucers is at 32. So so she's going to crack that. I will say about Ratatouille first that I'm so excited to ride this that I've got no problems paying upwards of $75 per person for Lightning Lane Plus to ride it. So Thanks for putting that out there. Josh's head just exploded. <laughs> I think it's probably safe to say that between uh, this recording and our next recording, that Genie Plus and Lightning Lane launch, we may do a show on it. But uh, I mean, we've we've talked about it, so it might be might be redundant. Can we um, do a show about my design of the Lightning Lane logo for your website? <laughs> yeah, I looked at your uh, your process. latest email. Um, I don't know that there was any change. I'm looking at the 857 email, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Hey, can I throw <laughs> us off the rails for two seconds? Why don't I start now? Or why yeah, not start now? Uh, since we're still in Epcot and Harmonious is still there, why is I already that, don't like this this direction. No, you'll like this. You'll like this. <laughs> why is that show not in the Fantasmic Lagoon? Well, that's, that's kind of what question. I said. That like initially I thought that this was an. Uh, this would but be like, uh, like literally why is it not there? Because they, they because do not want to. Because dinosaur they, blocks the only good view that you would have of it. Exactly. They don't want to start Fantasmic again because it's too expensive of a show, period. That, yeah. There's just too many people in there that's going to cost way too much to do it. The, the Harmonious has the IPs in there that, that are perfect for the studios. Plus, it has that. It's pronounced s- Ips. <laughs> 
it has that center portfolio of that show. Like you have the theater, well, you has. have that center <laughs> center ring where people's views are directed right at to where the yeah. show. Like this is like the perfect show to put in Fantasmic. I don't not know. wrong. It, I, I it, think it would work as a Fantasmic replacement. I think what the the loose attempt to bring it to Epcot. Uh, as I mean, we've we've talked about where we f- felt that uh, fell short um, is the one reason why it's in Epcot. But my initial takeaway was this should be a Fantasmic replacement, if anything. Well, so. yeah, I said earlier uh, in a previous recording that was uh, kind of like the Newhart Bob Newhart show finale, where you woke up and everything was a dream. Uh, that <laughs> Har- Harmonious was using technology for the sake of technology that it didn't yeah. need, whereas that is technology that would actually work in that lagoon. It would actually work pretty perfect. Yeah, it, it probably would work. Yeah, I, I mean, so I understand. Like, you got the well. If we're now talking about Fantasmic. Uh, but thanks for derailing us. One of the things well, why no, I will say, Fantasmic, there is some. There have been some overhead shots of like they're doing some work in that lagoon. Something's going on over they there. Are. They, they, they are. they've cleaned it. They've something's going on. Don't know if Fantasmic's coming back. I have a hard time believing that, considering how many you know live actors it takes to run that show. Yeah. Uh, and Disney obviously doesn't want to put like two actors on Sunset Boulevard uh, <laughs> for a small routine. So let alone filling that show up in theater again. But something's going on over there. And this is like kind of like the perfect show where you don't need a single actor at all to to yeah. do what you is need needed a guy there. With a hose and some spray nozzles. Right, but other right. than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you in that. A, a show with a design like this where the viewing perspective very well may be a limited uh, limited angle, Fantasmic works for that. And that was that's one of the problems of Fantasmic is that you've got such a massive theater to see it that there are certainly better seats than others. And that's going to be the case in any venue. But um, with with Fantasmic, I think that show is due for an update as well. And oh, for sure. I think we, if we go back over the last three years of doing this show, I think we've said that this show, uh, that Harmonious looks like it would be a Fantasmic update. I think yeah. we've said that. Um, but anyway, uh, a couple of other smaller things, but still, you know, worth mentioning. Uh, they added ground effects on the monorails uh, that debut at the same time. That Hydraulics coming soon. <laughs> yeah, Hydraulics coming soon. Exhibit <laughs> Pimpdar monorails. I mean, uh, yo, dog, I heard you like monorails. <laughs> so rather than... Put lift update, kits on them. Update the oh, fleet. That'd be actually, awesome. <laughs> fucking takes down the station. And I've got <laughs> I, I actually I like the look of these. Yeah, I it looks think good. it's kind of cool. It looks good. I mean, you could go the uh, the full RGB uh, keyboard again, but I, I do like the look of them. And I don't know. I've only seen photos of them inside Epcot. And we talked about Likewise. Uh, some of the photos that Disney put out there where these were definitely photos where they stopped the monorail to take it because the long exposure yeah. that was necessary to get such a cool photo. Yeah, I would as someone who used to do photography pretty much semi-professionally. <laughs> which is not saying much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I admit, I would say that's like a two or three second exposure would be Probably, my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not a moving monorail. Yep. Yeah. But still, still looks good. And we've criticized a lot of what has been done in Epcot, but I think that center area beyond much the entrance better. gates up to spaceship earth is so much better. Way better. And I, th- I, 
I, I don't know that there's. I think that's just universally appreciated across yeah. uh, the board from Disney fans. People that couldn't care less about classic Epcot and people that love classic Epcot appreciated what they did in that area. And there's some tributes to the past. Don't get me wrong with the uh, reintroduction of the fountain, but there's also uh, modern technology with the with the strip of light that goes around, plus the uh, lighting package on Spaceship Earth itself. So. That's it a clear a, win in my mind. I mean, yeah, it's a good blending of everything. Yeah. And uh, that's where my my optimism, if we can lead this on a uh, optimistic viewpoint, that there are still some things waiting to open at Epcot. And there's a big, massive construction site in the middle of what used to be Future World that very well could make that center area better than it was because that center area of Epcot uh, two years ago was not good. It had like roller coaster supports and the kites that they've since stripped out and put in, uh, turned into Baloo and Zazu and uh, uh, you didn't like the space. pin station. The pin station was not anything aesthetically interesting. <laughs> it was terrible. And those, all of these awnings that they put in were really, really bad. They provided no shade. They were just weird, cluttered obstructions to view to sight lines. They, they weren't good. I mean, green space in that area, substantially better than what was there. Absolutely. And, and that very well may be what they do, especially if they cut that tabletop uh, building, because they're not going to be selling uh, uh, harmonious dining packages with the way that that show is reviewed. So uh, I think that I'm looking forward to at least the aesthetics of it. And as much as we've criticized some of the choices of rides like Frozen and things like that, they've largely kept the aesthetics. Inside the park, uh, 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 sight lines aside, pretty well. Like the architecture in the new Norway well, edition. I mean, Guardians good. of the Galaxy and Harmonious. Yes, I, there, are, there are big exceptions there with yeah. the sight line issues. But the actual intended architecture uh, and world showcase looks good. The, ben said it a while ago the new area that they added to France looks yep. good. And I mean, the France Pavilion itself, just architecturally, is. Uh, one of the more interesting ones as well. I think France and Morocco uh, are a little bit underrated in that respect be uh, because there's a little bit more of the winding path approach to it. You can get deeper into those pavilions and really appreciate it. Well, because the, the king of France sent artisans over from Paris. To... Uh, it makes sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also, well I, think we, I think we mentioned it before, but the, the Skyliner arrival into uh, Epcot is much better now because of that area being yep. there because that, that yeah. was a little rough before. But also so kind of cool to see the construction side of things. But yes, yeah, I understand no, what you're saying. I think we're kind of weird in that. I don't. I'm not sure that most people. I mean, I guess people listening to this show probably appreciate that. But I think we're kind of out. I think we appreciate Disney in a way that most people don't. That would be my speaking. Speaking of construction, I don't know if this is on our show notes to bring up, but uh, not allowed then. <laughs> That's true. That's rules. At the end of the Today Show on October 1st, and also part of that 50th anniversary special that was on ABC, we did get a glimpse inside Guardians of the Galaxy uh, yeah. Cosmic Rewind. And uh, my favorite comment that I saw about those couple shots that we saw was, oh no, this is going to be a half a billion uh, Revenge of the Mummy, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> because we saw, saw a lot of too. we saw a lot of black track, and we saw like one of the 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 what do you call them? You're better at that, Tim, with the the, the jumps. jump points. Yeah, yeah, the jump point, and it looked just like kind of inside the mummy with <laughs> you know fly, flying underneath a mummy on the track. Uh, I actually think uh, mummy is a pretty amazing roller coaster. The mummy is an awesome mummy. roller coaster. It but. is. I love it. 
it, the false ending. I mean, some of the effects, uh, uh, you know, the mummy I, has some great show scenes as well. Yep. There's components of the mummy that if done in a guardians vibe where you have legit show scenes, I'd welcome it, especially in yep. a 5,000. Let, uh, let, let me, let me quantify it. If you were to compare theming on a roller coaster between rock and roller coaster and the mummy, it's not even a close no. race. No, not you know, even I mean, close. rock and roller coaster has got a cool cue and a neat launch, and then it's just a roller coaster in the dark that's not nearly right. as cool as Space Mountain. But, those cardboard but, but even yeah. even from those glimpses that we saw, uh, granted, we saw probably a very small portion of that huge show building, but we only saw one of those cutout areas. Like, mm-hmm. like even the, what we saw in there was far lacking from what Rock and Roller Coaster offers you with the cutouts that you fly in and around. So, uh, yeah, hopefully... hopefully I'm reserving all, judgment on that. Uh, yeah, I'm not I am too. Hope, it, this thing has to have some show scenes. I hope it stops down. I hope it does do what the mummy does great uh, and does it on a bigger, bigger level uh, than that. Spend but if it does million dollars on plywood, they, they, there's no. But this is if a company. <laughs> if this, if this is a rock and roller coaster, if it's little, even in yeah. the same ballpark, then there is no more debate about this. Yeah. This this iteration of the Imagineering team, they have to go in management. I, I mean, that, that I, this I, would be the end. Between that and the still photos that we have seen in there, we've not seen a lot of show elements inside yeah. that building so far. Which I'm maybe, fine with, because I, why would you ruin intent, that? Yeah. It, this is also a company, though, that has done where they've shown you a lot yeah, of what's that's, coming. That's a good point. I, I know, like, and, I, and they, I've always they, criticized they ha- them. Look, yep. David Copperfield never showed the saw before he used it to cut no. the girl in half. But Disney you know, has you not don't been, do that. Disney, Disney's I mean, actually yeah. terrible at telling a story for a company that built its fortune <laughs> on telling stories. They they have not been shy to show you what's inside an attraction lately yeah. at all. So I don't know. We'll see. I have I, I love Guardians. Does it have what actuators to- that could be used at a seven forty seven? Because that's always a good indicator of long term <laughs> robustness. So I mean, let, sure. let's uh, we're we're wrapping the show, but let's yep. think about what this could be because we have said that this needs to be that park's rise of the resistance yep. and. Rise of the Resistance has so many wow moments in it that are just kind of leading the way. What we've seen is exactly what you, what you described, that this is, this could very well just be the coaster portion of Mummy or coaster portion. Well, that's the entire portion of Rock and Roller Coaster. And if that's the case, yeah. then... I mean, you got to get your money back, and you got to start suing the Imagineers that spent four hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. Here's here's why. Here's There's why I do fraud. have some. It's literally fraud if that happens. Somebody pocketed the money. Here's why I have some hope, though, is like they're using the entire universe of energy building to set up the story. Like, yeah. you, they can't just be switchbacks. Like there's going to be some, That's I think a big some, ass building. there's yeah. got to be some really cool stuff in there to set up the story before you even get on the ride. So, and all there is is load, unload and pre-shows. Yeah. This is a massive gift shop. It's big. So Come hopefully on, you're fired, they, Tim. <laughs> Hopefully they intentionally are keeping stuff away from us that, yeah. and that that's fantastic. I want a lot of this to be a surprise, but uh, again, yeah, just look at the recent history of this company and that's not necessarily what they do. So we'll see. We'll see. But the announced budget is four and a half times the announced budget of Expedition Everest. Like wow. it is, it is such an obscene budget that uh, I sincerely hope that they just are cubes more expensive than mountains. Like I don't understand. <laughs> maybe maybe. What? I mean, imagine what it would be if they tried to hide the building. Uh, you could have any angle you want as long as it's a right well, angle. The, I don't understand what, what that money went I mean, to. like if you but get, if you get some redwoods, 
Uh, you could probably spend a few million dollars to just hide the building with uh, giant green. They spent three hundred million on green and blue paint. I do understand that the Yeti works for, for substantially cheaper than Chris Pratt, so that's that's <laughs> part of the budget. Yeah, Chris Pratt's still alive though. <laughs> He's not leaking hydraulic fluid all over the room. The the last bullet point on my list are the uh, the bum fights in the Emporium. Uh, uh, so I I mean. Don't get me wrong. I buy my fair share of crap, uh, both at Disney World and outside of Disney World. I'm I'm glad that none of this stuff appealed to me. But there were some fights, and people just need to be human beings. But I also think that Disney is not. Uh, this is not the first time Disney has seen demand for merchandise, and there needed. There were way too many people in those stores, regardless of whether there was a pandemic going on or not. There were way too many people in those stores, and. If you've got a demand for merchandise, they've done it before. I don't see why there wasn't a wait to get into uh, to retail locations to buy well, the The biggest middle fingers that I saw that I loved was, for the first time, those shelves were restocked the next day. I yeah. loved it. Those cups <laughs> that people were fighting over, those shelves were full the next day. Yeah. Like They had the inventory back there. Those people just showed their ass on day one, and I hope they're stuck with all kinds of inventory that they can't move. That the other thing I, I love too. was people I, people were selling park maps for thirty five dollars a piece on eBay. Free park maps, thirty five bucks. Like I just and it was like listed at eight oh one on eBay. I hate that. The, I hate it. Hate it. Hate these, it so these much. People, those people. These are the scum of the earth. They, they can go a eat res- a bag of dicks. Especially since it's a reservation system. Those people took a reservation away from people for 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 for, for they go in there specifically just to flip shit taking that away from people that generally wanted to be there to celebrate the, the birthday of the park. That's what sucks now is like uh, you can completely line it up that those people are taking spots away from other people that genuinely want to be there. They're not just there for their own personal commercialism. They should make kites out of these people and crash them into the bleachers. <laughs> That'll be the punishment. You, you now get to perform in kite you're, sales. Congratulations. You're at the show. Yep. Uh we can get one of that uh, that uh, hang glider from the original Soren and just strap people to it and crash them into <laughs> bleachers. <laughs> into uh, so if anybody uh, is interested in paper souvenirs on eBay, you can check out my eBay store where yeah, I right. have fast passes. Uh, I've you got can mugs on Redbubble.com. <laughs> It'd be it'd be it'd be nice if those magic bands could like actually track who these people are and like actually you know when when the twi- when the the video goes up on Twitter and TikTok, they magic actually, band plus does that actually they could actually pinpoint who these people are and you know what maybe maybe ban those idiots from the park. Well, I'll Don't. tell you right now, I I, I have noticed that uh, thanks to Adam the Woo, who I helped get back in after he had an issue, Did because he basically like said because he. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I know and, what a Rick. I know Rick Flair's a wrestler, but I don't know how he would <laughs> say it. Say it how uh, Rick Flair would say it. Woo! All right, so Adam the Woo. Uh, <laughs> Try again. Asked me to help him get back in, which I did, and and then he was nice enough to to thank me on one of his videos, and he gets a lot of traction. So now, whenever any shithead gets banned from the company, there's about a sixty five percent chance that that dude's going to call me, and it's always a dude uh, within the <laughs> yeah, next that four days as well. And uh, I just want to put out there, if you're one of these people that are punching people for mugs and you got banned, don't call me. I'm not interested. The, like, don't be an asshole. I don't give a shit about you. That's like, good you life know, advice. Just be nice. Come on. I'm a pretty much raging dick and I'm, I'm not punching anyone for a mug. So if you're that, you know, if you're an order of magnitude more of an asshole than me, you need to reconsider your life choices. 
on that note, I think we should end the show. If you have any questions or topic ideas, you can email us at martycall at gmail.com. We haven't done a listener question or show in about, I don't know, seven months or so. So maybe we'll we do should one do eventually. that. We should do that. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter under the username at martycalled or join in on the discussions in our Facebook group. Facebook, I can't speak. Facebook.com slash groups slash martycalled. We'd also appreciate our listeners bookmarking our Amazon affiliate link over on martycalled.com. If there isn't a spirit Halloween pop-up store near you, you can buy your Halloween costume on Amazon. We get a cut and it doesn't cost you a penny more. Ben, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at backside underscore water, and you can find my top 10 column in every issue of Attractions Magazine. Josh, where can we buy our Disney Kite Tales Forever shirt? I was just thinking, <laughs> how long before Epcot is a spirit Halloween store? It seems like it's going that direction. There's enough vacant buildings they can do that with. I might have a new Redbubble design in mind right now, which you can find at uh, utilidors.com. That's two O's. The second O is for savings. Have a nice day. Hope you like it. Whoop, whoop. You can find me at WDW Theme Parks on Twitter, WDWTheMeParks.com. Oh, check go. out the Lightning Lane logo there. That was me. <laughs> Lightning Lane. Lightning Lane. Woo, woo. Go Sox. <laughs> woo! here tonight around the fire as people of all lands have gathered for thousands and thousands of years before us to share the light and to share a story an amazing story as old as time itself but still being written and though each of us has our own individual stories to tell a true adventure emerges when we bring them all together as one. I hope you enjoy our story tonight. Reflections of Earth. <laughs>